0: Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week, we discuss some pretty, pretty good baseball from the tribe, the NBA playoffs, Grand Slam tennis, snot on the ball, and hero to men everywhere, Jay Cutler. I'm here tonight with two of the best ever. Tommy Burke is here. Hey, Gerbs. Thanks for having me, bud. You bet, man. Smiling. Chuck Rambaldo is back after a weekend of wedding crashing. Chuck, how are you doing?
1: Uh, happy to be here and not at a wedding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, to start tonight, I'm going to have both of you weigh in on an important question facing the show. Last week, Denko provided a hot take that the key to the Nets-Bucks series was the difficulty Giannis would have choosing between guarding Brook Lopez and Kevin Durant. That night during Game 2, it became really obvious that that Brooke Lopez and Giannis were actually on the same team. As a result of this breach of even our unprofessional journalism standards, Denko was administratively suspended for a week. But in his defense, was he really mistaken? Sure, he got the teams and players wrong, but he was right that the Bucks would struggle if Giannis chose to guard Lopez because then he would be guarding a guy on his own team, thus ensuring someone on the nets would be open. Is Denko a moron? Or a Lex Luthor type evil basketball genius, Chuck?
1: <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm gonna—I'll I'll grant him a pass because it's not easy doing. A, I assume the two-man show. I didn't know if Tommy was gonna pull one of those. I can't do it tonight. So it was just gonna be me and you, <laughs> and then I would <laughs> screw up the entire thing. So I'm gonna—I'll give Danko a pass. I think he's a little bit of both.
2: Okay,
0: excellent. A little bit of both. Tommy, how about you?
2: Yeah, no, I definitely think it affected. Uh... Affected that series with guarding your own teammate. I, I don't think that that works very well. I actually watched some NBA action this week, and it, it, you know, I was forced to. I was sitting at a bar at one place and had to. It was the only thing in front of me, so I, <laughs> w- what choice did I have? I really thought that series was going to uh, go completely south for the Bucks, and probably should have. They probably should have lost. Tom, and you understand we, are, that we're
0: going to talk are, about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, are we going to hit the, this later okay, during the on the road segment, like we do right. every single week? This was just about Denko. Whether <laughs> is Denko a moron or a Lex Luthor? Oh, Lex? Denko's a moron. Okay, all right. Thank you. Moving on at full speed into our at home segment. We'll start with our tribe week cap. It was a pretty good week that could have been great. They split with the Cardinals, and that's okay. They took two or three from the Mariners, and and that's okay. But they could have had a sweep today, and it was a little bit disappointing with Bieber on the mound that they couldn't get it done. They finished 3-2 and for the week. They're 34-28 and for the season, and they slipped to five and a half games behind the White Sox, who never seemed to lose. I'd actually like to start with what might be an off-the-field topic, but something happened to the top three buttons on Bobby Bradley's jersey because that dude's basically playing every game topless. So Tom, does the tribe need to provide some sort of adult content warning before Bobby Bradley comes to each at bat?
2: No, I think he's definitely giving uh, pretty much all of America what we want. From what I hear, I believe the stats department let me know that um, he's a big Saturday Night Fever fan and Travolta fan. So that you know that's that's what he's what he's sporting, and uh, and I appreciate that. I think he's doing a
0: great job. It's awesome, Chuck. Should Bobby Bradley's walk-up music be a "Freak Me Baby" by Silk? <laughs> B. Untitled How Does It Feel by D'Angelo? C. Anaconda by Nicki Minaj? Or D. Fuck the Pain Away by The Peaches from their album Teaches of Peaches, <laughs> including the lyrics What else is in The Teaches of Peaches like sex on the beaches? Huh?
1: What? All wonderful choices. Yes. Can't go wrong. And right? A great walk-up song for any major leaguer. Uh, I, I would go with B D'Angelo. How does it feel? Because he's showing a little chest. And if you remember that video, I do remember some, yeah. somewhat uncomfortable as a male um, to watch this man, just kind of topless and, uh, simulating oral, if you remember that, maybe it went over your head. Anyway, it did. Bobby Bradley. It did. Yeah, Bobby Bradley. I'm, I'm happy showing a little skin. Most guys are wearing Under Armour and literal armor on their body when they're at bat. So the fact that he's letting the uh, the chest hair and let it breathe in the dog days of early summer, I'm cool with it. So I, I'm saying D'Angelo. It's sexy.
0: All right. Well, moving into some actual Indians information and news. I don't think the starting rotation is ready. For the thirty games in thirty days stretch that they just started. Tom, am I on to something or am I on something?
2: No, you're definitely on to something. the starting rotation um has definitely been struggling and and that showed again today, even with Beaver. They were laying back on his breaking balls and just taking it the other way. And he was getting worked today. All game
0: long he was like he didn't have his good stuff today, but they definitely had a a good plan for what to do with him at the plate and just he looked bad.
2: That was frustrating to watch. Manning, he was even saying on the, you know, the broadcast, like, you know, what? how about maybe throw like two fastballs in a row or something? You know, he was he kept going to the yeah. breaking ball and they were just looking for it. That's what they were waiting on. You know, when your top guy is actually struggling a little bit, you know, he had a good outing earlier in the week. Still really only went six innings. Wasn't necessarily as sharp as you're used to with Bieber. When he's struggling, I mean, right now, the only one I feel real confident in is Savali. And Absolutely, Zvalli, yeah. you know, his looked great. I mean, he might have a, a Cy Young <laughs> award coming this year if he ke- continues the way he's, he's pitching. But no, we're 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 struggling here. We bring certain guys up, you know, like McKenzie yesterday, things like that. We're we're trying to fill spots, um, and unfortunately, it just keeps disappointing. You get a good outing out of him, and then a bad outing, and it's just we are just not deep. Unfortunately, we th- we thought we would be, but we're, yeah. we're really
0: not deep at the starting pitching role. Do they start pitching Savali on like two days rest for the next thirty days,
1: or is there is there
0: another plan for fixing this?
1: Man, do you think he could get fifteen starts in the next thirty days? That'd be <laughs> that'd be awesome, right? Yeah, he could, yeah. Some sort of record, probably. Um, I'll say you're onto something. Anytime you have this many games in that little amount of time, you hope you get something right with this rotation. And I'm sure we're kind of talk about it what we're looking towards next week and who had a bad week and who had all that stuff. But I'm hoping somebody can come up stick and obviously when we get to the bad week stuff I can talk about McKenzie so Tommy don't take him from me he's mine Uh, (laughs) but yeah I mean you got to get Great innings and great starts out of Bieber and Savali. And then after that, it, it's such a crap shoot. But the fact that this team is above 500 with the injuries and the shitty defense and the lack of fundamentals and the inconsistent offense to me is a miracle we bang on them, but they're, they're so, inc- they're, it's like watching the bad news bears. Like they're mm-hmm. so inconsistent. And, and I hope this 30 day stretch, uh, you see them either shit the bed, figure it out from a pitching standpoint, and, and move towards maybe buyers at the deadline, maybe bring in a bat or another pitch or something like that and not give up on the season. That's what I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, I certainly hope they don't suck for the next 30 days. <laughs> it's going to make just putting this show together more difficult every week. But it's remarkable they're playing the way that they are and they have the record that they do. But this starting pitching just seems to keep getting shakier and shakier. And whatever their plan is with McKenzie right now is not a great one. He'll come up and he'll pitch five lights out innings for you at a time when you need it. And the next time he comes up, he, you know, what he walked four straight guys or something like that. in that in that first inning the other night, hopefully they figure that out. I think the offense is getting better. Am I onto something or am I on something?
1: I think you're onto something. You're oh, seeing, Two for two, baby. Yeah, you're seeing a little more <laughs> consistent hitting from some guys who we were questioning less than a month ago. You're also seeing somebody come up. Also, Tommy, don't take it. He had a good week. That's what I'm taking. You're seeing younger you can't guys.
0: shotgun be, these things all, sh-
1: <laughs> early in yet. the show. But you're seeing a young guy come up and make an impact. And I'm not saying it's going to last for the entire season. But again, I'll go back to me and Phil being so high on uh, Miller getting that call up and he's going to do something and he's done zero. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see that a young guy like Bobby Bradley's getting a chance chest hair and all showing unless he's waxed I can really <laughs> see but yeah, you're on to something. they're becoming more consistent as a team when it comes to their approach at the plate and uh, multiple hit games has been nice so Rosario I think this week has yep. multiple hit games that's a positive. it's a good sign.
0: So what do you think the reason is Tommy for the recent and I would say it's not just last week it's the last two or three weeks the team has started to hit better
2: it is nice to get production from a first baseman for once that's been nice so obviously, that's contributed to it. Uh, Med Rosario has uh, just been hot as hell. So, I mean, he's he's doing really well. I'm still disappointed with Cesar at the at top of the order, not really producing very much.
0: Has his moments though, it seems like he he has he hits a home run here and there, or <laughs> he gets a hit with guys on base or something like that. So, he hasn't been awful, but you're right, he's still only right. batting 215 or something. Yeah, like that. 240, yeah,
2: 240. I don't know. I just think, I think there's just been um, a little bit of a, a buzz going on that you know they're they're starting to put some things together you know they brought up some guys that are producing somewhat again miller not being one of those guys but you know you know the game yesterday it was just nice that you're starting to put some crowds in there there's a buzz it was a great feeling to have them come back and win yesterday guys are just kind of feeding off each other and you know put some hits together which which is nice i don't know i just th- i just think that um you brought some guys up that are just bringing a spark and probably bradley's one of those main guys so
0: i think it's funny that we're we're not even going to really talk about the walk-off win yesterday because I think it was their second worst walk-off win of the season. They had one where they got no hits, and they went, they found a way to win the game in the final inning. <laughs> Saturday, they had one hit, and I think it was like a broken bat, like blooper, and then other than that, it was errors and walks that got them okay. to the win. I think there's something to be said for the fact that for the last two or three weeks, the top of the batting order has been the same. I mean, Hernandez, Rosario, Ramirez. Terry's letting those guys stay in those spots and get used to them and get comfortable and they're starting to produce. And I think that's really good. Tom, I'll let you go first. Who had a good week for the tribe last week? Ben Gamble. uh, (laughs) Well, we actually, might see him uh, next weekend they're playing, playing we're
2: for the go, pirates yeah, now yeah and you know what he's actually been hitting fairly well when the chances he's had he's actually been hitting a little bit good week well we know where chuck was going apparently because he shotgunned it so i'm gonna go <laughs> i'll go ahmed i guess because ahmed was obviously just on fire i i believe chuck was going bobby bradley so ahmed obviously has just been on fire for weeks now and he's he's just really put it together um it seems like he's getting hits in every game i
0: believe big, over big the, hits too starting rallies finishing rallies he's he's hitting yeah. well right now
2: and i believe over the, the last what seven seven games or so he's betting over like 450 so yeah i mean it's just ridiculous definitely had a um, a huge week
0: okay chuck your turn
2: <laughs> i'm gonna say
1: bobby bradley had a go. one i
2: came out <laughs> of Might be a
1: shock to you guys but it's just been nice to see somebody get called up and there's a spark there. And I think he's hitting either close to or over 400. I don't know about today, but some extra base hit. Yep. Okay. Tommy's got 444, some extra base hits, <laughs> some home runs, got a big pinch hit actually, which, which was nice. So yeah. I'm just more excited. Like I said earlier, I don't know if, if he's going to hit 444 for the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> I had uh, both of those guys. I had J Ram cause he seems to every week have a great week. Savali getting that ninth win. He gave up a hit to like the first batter of the game. that was barely a hit. It went under like Rosario's glove. Other than that, he would have taken a no hitter into the eighth inning of that game if they had let him stay in and they just need that right now. It's also been 37 days since the tribe was last no hit. Ooh. So if the tribe gets to 40 straight days without being no hit, <laughs> do you guys have any ideas how we might celebrate? <laughs> I have an idea.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a great idea.
0: <laughs> Chucky, go ahead. Who's your bad week?
1: My bad week is is Tristan McKenzie. I think it's the fourth time or third time he's up or down, leads the AL in walks apparently. Uh, and it's not like he doesn't have stuff or potential. He does. It was less than two weeks ago or two weeks ago where he struck out 10 dudes right against the White Sox. Yeah. And I think, was it eight in a row, six or seven or eight? He struck out a ton yeah. of guys in a row and set a club yeah. record.
2: Club record, yeah.
1: But then I, I you know, like he got banged up yesterday and I I read a little bit of quotes and, and he kind of attributed to the fans. Like he wasn't ready for that. So I'm like, Oh, man, like it, this wasn't a <laughs> yeah. good start. It's nice that the fans are there. Be happy the fans are there. Don't blame it on the fans and, and your butthole tightening up that you're not even going to make it out the first inning. So I, he had a bad week, and I, and I hope works his stuff out. Or they just let him work through it here. You have to have somebody do something out of the three, four, and five starting spots. If it's him, I'd be happy. He has he has the stuff to
0: do. Yeah, about. he has the stuff. That's the that's the frustrating thing is because when he's on, he's really good, and he seems like he has a really competitive demeanor and attitude he wants to go in there and battle and win games and you'd love having a guy like that on the team but every other start he can't make it out of the first inning like this just you just can't rely <laughs> on so it. good tommy how about you who had a bad week last week for the tribe ben
2: gamble uh no um <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, Austin Hedges had a bad week because he threw his head right into that fastball, and that was not fun yeah. to watch. No, that was scary, uh, man. That was very unfortunate. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, you can tell the whole other team was just oh yeah. yeah, scared, you know, so that, but no, he didn't have a bad week. He actually has been playing well. I was also going to go with McKenzie just because it's been so disappointing. I'll go with uh, Yu Chang because, you know, he he's been getting opportunities again this week and doing nothing with it, and it's just coming out of spring training, I really thought, he might contribute yeah, this year. For sure, and he's not. He's not contributing. They continue to keep him around and give him opportunities, and he's doing nothing with it. So
0: I had Naylor. He was three for nineteen this week, and mm-hmm. the worst part about it was he's back to where he was at the beginning of the year, where he's just swinging at everything. Swing. So mm-hmm. He swung at a ball that was eight inches above his head today, and to strike out and like in an at bat, it's just yeah. like, come on, man that that is like little league stuff. You got to yeah. be better than that. Carlos Mejia, I think is how you pronounce his last name. His ERA yeah. was 54 last week. Also <laughs> oh, yeah. not, not Hold great.
2: <laughs> and he st- he looked promising at the beginning of that game. And then it just went <laughs> south. Like, I, I, I'm like, what he's got good movement.
0: He, he only pitched 0.2 of the inning. <laughs> so like for well, the I first know. batter, he looked the good. <laughs> point 0.2
2: is where he looked good. He was throwing, he had movement on the pitches and everything. I'm like, oh, this
0: guy looks pretty good. And then all of a sudden it just went all the hell. So he's another young guy that he has actually had some decent outings whether out of the bullpen or i think he had one other mm-hmm. start maybe he, he has looked good at times but uh last week was not one of those times not a bad week overall for the tribe i think it could have been better would have been nice to see them get the sweep today but uh next week monday we start a four-game series at home against the orioles and then wrap up the week with a weekend series in pittsburgh against the pirates tommy what are you looking for next week from the tribe. I would like to see us actually play well against a team like Baltimore
2: that is bottom of the East. And we, for whatever reason, no matter what the year is, we struggle with the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, overall, we basically struggle with the East. We need to start being able to play with the AL East and and yeah. get wins. And that's a team that you should be beating. They don't have a whole lot of talent. And so if, I don't know what it is that we, why we struggle with these teams, but I, I would like to see us take at least three out of four from baltimore and then you know obviously you know again just win series you know win a series against the pirates they got ben gamble now so i don't know how well we're gonna do against them <laughs> um but you know take what we can and hopefully uh like i said win a series
0: jackie what do you think what are you looking forward to next week
1: hopefully that either quantrill or how do you pronounce the guy's name but you said how do you pronounce it meet Mi- me whatever it is Mahia, Mahia, Mahia. They're both going to get a start in against Baltimore, so I'm hoping one of them has a six to seven inning start, right. goes a little deeper in the game, maybe gives a bullpen a little bit of rest. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them split with Baltimore just because you're pitching those dudes, uh, and then taking that series uh, in Pittsburgh because they've sucked pretty much since Andy Van Slyke retired. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who else is down there? That
0: was a couple years ago. I hope Terry Francona is listening because I'm demanding seven and zero this week. Uh, The Orioles (laughs) and the Pirates are terrible. Go out there and win every one of these games. I think the Indians are right now exceeding the expectations we had for them this season, but they've either got to decide they're going to be okay and like a 500 team, or they're going to be really good this year. And these games in a week like this, where you get to play two terrible teams, or when you can make a statement, do something big, do something great, win all seven games. If they lose tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, close (laughs) that gap because the White Sox are not losing. Like, we had a decent week this week, and we lost a game on them. I'm hoping that we go undefeated for the week, and we'll see if that lasts more than a day or two. Moving on from the Indians, and it's time to start talking Browns more seriously because we're only 13 Mm -hmm. weeks away from the Browns' season opener. So this will be a first in our 13-part series to get our <laughs> listeners ready <laughs> for the season. And by, by, by week 13, we may be down to breaking down backup punt coverage options that the Browns might have, but tonight we're going to talk about linebackers. So our projected starters as of now, during OTAs and without a single moment of training camp being played, Sione Takitaki, Anthony Walker, Jacob Phillips. Uh, second round pick Jeremiah Ooso Koromoa waiting in the wings for sure and expected I'm sure to get a lot of playing time this year. That all sounds like a big improvement to me in the Browns' linebacking core. But Pro Football Focus came out this week and ranked the Browns' linebackers 27th in the league. Now I'm assuming that Pro Football Focus was using a one to 32 scale. And so that's not really great. <laughs> Chucky, who's right? <laughs> me or Pro Football Focus?
1: They probably have a bigger staff and a bigger stat department over there at Pro Football Focus. But I'm not taking anything away from your passion. So <laughs> Thanks, I'm going to go with uh, it is going to be a much improved group. Young guys a year or two of experience coming into the season and then even younger dude in JOK Cause there's no way I'll ever pronounce his name. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say from yeah. now on, J-L-K- I kind
0: of wish I hadn't even tried. Yeah.
1: I think they have a chance, you know, with that defense and with the changes they made to the, the back end in the secondary, that it'll take a little pressure off those, that linebacking group and that you bring in Clowney and their D-line's really good with Miles Garrett. And that. I think they will be a pleasant surprise this year. So I'm going to say you're right and fuck pro football. All
2: right. Tommy, how about you? There's no way we're 27th in, in the league of linebacker. I think JOK is going to be a stud. Yeah, Mac Wilson, I'm actually surprised they have Taki, Taki in there as kind of a starter. I, I, he's solid, but I, I, I'm i surprised that he's kind of front line. I I just think uh, between him, uh, Mac Wilson and Phillips, and, and some of these other guys with the, the speed they have, I think that they're going to get a lot more playing time maybe than a Takitaki, Taki, but hopefully they're all contributing. I don't see any way that this linebacking core is that bad to where they're 27 in the league. I don't buy
0: that at all. Some of the stuff that I read coming out of the OTAs was that uh Wilson might be the guy who's the odd man out. Might not even make the team. And yeah. I wonder if with Walker, Phillips, JOK, are you keeping Taki Taki and Wilson or is one of those guys going to go because of that? Purely a numbers game because you're going to keep 27 defensive backs and there's only so many spots on the defense <laughs> you can have. Yeah. But it'll be that'll be something to keep an eye on when they actually get into training camp and actually start playing real football is whether they're going to be keeping all those guys. And I I was surprised, too. I'd read in a couple different places that they thought uh, Wilson might be the guy who goes, which is really a surprise to me. But. In the end, I'm not sure he has ever really produced the way they expected he was going to when they drafted him. It may be that he's he's the guy that doesn't make this team with some of the additions they've had at linebacker. I'm trying not to get too excited about all the stuff I read about the Browns because it is almost nothing but good news. During the OTAs, there was a lot of good stuff about the linebackers. I mean, fast. Every single one of these guys can run. Every single guy can play like edge-to-edge on the field. and uh, That's a lot of fun to watch you know, if you're a fan of the team, um, and should, should make them pretty productive. But with that, we'll wrap up our first of the 13 part series and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take our first break fellas. And we'll, uh, head out on the road. This episode of unprofessional and unprepared is brought to you by the Matt Miller school of driving.
3: Hi, I'm Matt Miller, and since 1993, I've been showing people how to drive like they want, and not the way the government or libtards think that they should. Remember the old saying about freedom of the open road? I think freedom should exist on all roads regardless of other cars, people, and the so-called police officers. That's why I'm so excited to help you get ready for America reopening this summer with some of my red-hot summer driving tips. For instance, 25 in a school zone? School's online now! Those kids aren't in school. The road has no speed limits. Punch the gas and go as fast as you want. Seatbelts, are you friggin' kidding me? In the summer, get out of here! How are you gonna get jiggy with your favorite summer, summertime? Hit! if you're all safely secured in your ride. Construction zones? Do you think rebels like James Dean worried about slowing down around orange barrels? All barrels matter, not just orange barrels. Those barrels are there for people who don't want to have a good time. For you, it's a chance to slalom like your Alberto Tamba in a Toyota. Don't let rules ruin your good time this summer. Come join me at the Matt Miller School of Driving and learn even more tips to break out of the summertime. blues and drive right through those summertime reds act now and i'll drop 25 percent off my learn the alphabet backwards class it's kind of like duolingo but actually worth it
0: welcome back fellows to our second segment we go out on the road and we will start as usual with the nba playoffs and give you guys a quick rundown of the last week of playoff games in the nba monday night a 39 to 12 second half run helped the suns take Game one from the Denver Nuggets. That night, the Nets won game two in their series against the Bucks with the help of a 100 to nothing second half run. On Tuesday, Philly knotted up its series with the Hawks, and Utah began to trick me into thinking the Clippers sucked again by winning game one of that series. On Wednesday, Nikola Jokic won the league MVP but couldn't beat the Suns, who took a 2 0 series lead. On Thursday, the Jazz continued to play games. Don Mitchell dropped 37. They took a 2-0 lead over the Clippers. The Bucs were just a little bit less shitty than the Nets on Thursday night and barely won their first game of that series. Friday night, the Suns won their sixth straight playoff game and took a 3-0 lead in that series. The 76ers got the patented, much-needed Game 3 win against the Hawks as that series went 2-1. On Saturday, the Clippers got the much-needed Game 3 win. Jazz still lead that series 2-1, but some injury issues are starting to pile up for the Jazz. Today, the Bucs nodded their series with the Nets at 2-2, and Kyrie left that game for the Nets with an injury. I still think the Nets-Bucs series is the most interesting one that's going on. Now, I'd like to talk about that one, but I really don't want you guys trying to mention any players' names on either of those teams. So if we can just talk generally about the teams – Um, I would appreciate that after two blowouts at the beginning of the series by the Nets, the series is tied. Tom, do you think the Nets are still in the driver's seat of that series?
2: I think they are. And I have certain reasons, but uh, you know, I can't really mention any names. So um... <laughs> all right,
0: go ahead. As long as you're confident that you know, which team they play mm-hmm. for, how many more um... times do you think we can make fun of Danko for this? <laughs> I think we're just, we're just barely beginning to, you know, get into it. But anyway, Tommy, go ahead. Well, what, what is the status on James Harden, by the way? He was announced as out for today. And all they could say was that he was trending in the right direction for their next game, which I don't think they play until Wednesday, so he's got a few more days. It's a uh, strained hamstring, still, is I think the issue.
2: Yeah, if he comes back, I, I definitely think this is a, a series for the Nets. I, I I don't buy into Milwaukee. I don't feel a whole lot of confidence with them. You know, when you when you have a guy like Giannis who is actually getting uh, penalized because he's taking too long at the foul line, that, that that's a guy. Well, that's, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He second. took more than the 10 seconds to shoot his free throws. And then when he actually does shoot free throws, um, they barely touch the rim. So th- that's a weird superstar to me. You know, I mean, he's obviously a, a great player, but it's just very odd. Honestly, I think that the Nets very easily could have won and gone up. Would have been, I guess it would have been 3-0. It would right? have. Yeah without Harden, Durant misses the three at the buzzer. He's obviously crazy overrated. But you know, um, you know, they, they they could have easily beat them in Milwaukee without Harden and Milwaukee did not look look that great. Then Milwaukee comes back and actually gives them a, a very good game today. Played very yeah. well.
0: Real solid um, win today.
2: Yeah. So I you know I don't know if just Brooklyn was uh had a hangover from that tough game the other night or what but I, I i still think the nets should win this series um and if they get hardened hopefully you know and, and if kyrie is okay you know if they have everybody back um i i don't see any reason why the nets shouldn't be able to to beat milwaukee
0: chuck any chance the bucks are taking that series
1: without mentioning any names
0: <laughs> no you can go ahead too.
1: <laughs> no, i'll try to do without uh, mentioning any names if hammies uh, are a weird injury so if the guy who's nameless with a hammy injury can't come back. <laughs> and the other guy who used to play in Cleveland and then Boston, if he's really hurt and he can't come back, then you only have one of their big three who I won't mention his name either, even though he's pretty decent. Uh, the Bucs are still a really good basketball team. I get it that the Nets have a ton of talent with those three guys. I can't name their names. See why the Bucs can't not only make it a series. I mean, it's, it's tied up right now, it's right? tied. Two, yeah, it is two and two. two. two, two. Uh, nothing set in stone. I think if you – Missing one or two of their big three for Brooklyn. I don't think there's any real injuries on the uh, on the buck side except for who's the guy that Janko was talking about since I can't mention any names. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Is he okay. Yeah, as far as I he's know, all right. I think he's, he's all, all right, right. Yeah. As long as he's okay, we he should
0: be all right. <laughs> there's some bias to thinking that the Nets have this in hand because of the way they won those first two games. But my problem with the Bucs, is always, if Giannis isn't scoring, where, where are the points coming from? So I, I still think the Nets are probably going to take that one. There are two series right now that are at two to one. The Hawks are trailing the 76ers and the Clippers are trailing the Jazz. Which of those teams that are currently trailing in a 2-1 series have the best shot to win that series? Either the Hawks or the Clippers.
1: I'm going to say the Clippers I guess because as always they usually underperform no matter who is on that roster but Playoff, he had a pretty decent game last time. It was nice to see Paul George play well, and you have Y Leonard. So I think if either of those two teams can can make it a series or win the series, I I would say the Clippers, not so much the Hawks. Like, it's a great story that they're in this, but the the Sixers are a much better team.
2: I'll actually go with the Hawks only because it's the East, and the East makes no sense. Like, you just never know how those series are going to go. Philly should destroy them. Embiid is is ridiculously good and he does have a, a decent surrounding cast but honestly if if Atlanta can just put a couple of good games together and you got guys like Ben Simmons who you never know which Ben Simmons is going to show up and whether he can actually score and, and produce if you're relying on solely on Joel Embiid, you know, Atlanta could take advantage of that and possibly put something together there. I mean, Trey Young is somebody that can obviously take over a game. I'm not saying that I I don't think Atlanta's going to win this series, but I, I think I would go with that just because, again, it's the East. and the East, I, you just never know how the East is going to go.
0: I think I would go with the Clippers. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember how bad I am at picking basketball winners from the (laughs) NCAA tournament, but I spent two weeks talking about how I was sure the Mavs were going to beat the Clippers in the first round. And I was really dumb and wrong about that. I think Kawhi is still an elite player. I don't know if the jazz can do it. If Donovan Mitchell is hurt and he's missed time in both of the last two games, if that guy's really hurt, I don't see how they have a chance uh, because he's a stud. If he's healthy, it's, it's a lot closer, but of those two, I think I'm going to go with the Clippers and see what happens there. Moving on from the NBA playoffs, we got to go back and talk a little bit of baseball because what the heck is going on with actual baseballs in the major leagues? (laughs) We spent a little bit of time last week on Denko Gerber date night talking about how the White Sox (laughs) accused Karen Cech of doctoring a ball. Uh, Earlier last week, Garrett Cole dodged questions about whether he had ever done it. We know this was an issue that Trevor Bauer brought up last year when you look at the studies of spin rates and all of a sudden guys spin rates are increasing out of nowhere and for no reason other than maybe that they're putting something on the ball. So later in the week, baseball announced that it would start checking pitchers randomly during the games to see if they had any substances on them. Mets first baseman Pete Alonzo went even a little bit further and claimed that Major League Baseball manipulates the ball from season to season based on the free agent class that's coming out. He didn't really do a good job of explaining this, but what I think he was getting at was... If you have a big free agent class of pitchers coming out at the end of that season, then during the season, Major League Baseball is going to juice all of the balls. So there's a ton of home runs to drive those guys value down and vice versa. If you've got a great class of hitters coming out, I don't know, they allow the pitchers to mess with the balls or they deaden the balls or something like that. So the hitting stats, that seems to me like a wildly difficult thing to prove but Alonzo felt pretty confident about it. I saw the interview and he was pretty certain. He was pretty certain that was true. So that one seems a little bit out there, but at least with the doctoring the ball thing, Tom, do you think this is a real effort by major league baseball to try to solve this problem? Or is this just a PR thing to make it look like they're trying to solve the problem?
2: Probably more of a PR thing to look like they're trying to solve it. I, I feel like this has been going on for a while. I actually don't have a huge issue with them using a little bit of something like that. I mean, you know, Hey, the batters can put stuff on the bats and sure. you know, do whatever, yeah. they, you know, it's just helping them get a little more grip and yeah, it's putting much more spin on the ball. The only thing I would agree with, with Alonzo, I think his conspiracy theory is a little nuts, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody's, I don't think they're looking at the free agent class and basing the ball on that, but they definitely changed the ball from last year. That ball was flying last year and the home runs were record setting home runs. And then now we're definitely not on that same pace. I definitely think they're doing different things with the balls. The ball is not flying like it was last year. I don't know why they don't just leave everything alone and just play the games and yeah. whatever. Well, why do they to... ever change yeah. the ball? Just, just just make the ball the way the ball, the ball. should be made. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you just make the ball? Yeah. Quit screwing <laughs> around with the ball and let's just play baseball, please. Thank you.
0: Uh, Chuck, and I'm relying on you because of your history as a pitcher. Are we getting to the point where snot is going to be the only thing pitchers <laughs> can put on the ball and get away with it?
1: <sighs> did, you yeah. ever, did you ever do anything? Well, I think the rule changed where... I realize now how disgusting it was when I pitched because I would always lick my fingers for some reason and that would go to the ball. And I never realized I was doing that. It's kind of disgusting when you think about it, like yeah. dirt and grass and yeah. chalk and you made uh, it. You're fine. Sticky. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> You're so alive. Um I agree with what Tommy's saying that it's it's a PR thing, right? But like cheating apparently has been a part of baseball since baseball fucking started. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know like the Astros stole and cheated away to a World Series and there yeah. was no repercussion to that. Black Sox scandal all all that shit steroids all that stuff has happened and everybody just kind of goes hey it's, hey, it's part of the game man you know okay so yeah. either <laughs> yeah. let them fucking cheat or clean it up period period no right. more steroids or topical ointments no more snots or jalapeno or bardol or vegasil or whatever they're putting on the ball uh you gotta go one way or another and and i would hope they would just clean it up just just clean it up and let guys actually play i think too The difference is baseball has changed in the last couple of years. That it's okay if you're a hitter and you're a fucking windmill because you hit 40 home runs a year. Either you're striking out like Bobby Bradley strikes out 33% of the time, or you're hitting a home run. Baseball has changed dramatically. But if it were me, it's like, dude, you know, like Tommy, your your kid plays baseball. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna be like, hey man, I got this ointment right here. (laughs) Maybe maybe you should put a little bit on the ball. Like I would I would hope like when it when it comes time if my ever wants to play baseball i am not going to load him up with some substance that helps his spin rate my uh, i have
2: been shooting jack up though
0: oh good good yeah. <laughs> they're probably not testing yet right he's no. way too young for that
2: no and i, I wait till he's nobody asleep. would he, does, he, nobody would think he doesn't even know
0: shooting up his 15 year old kids so. no, he looks
2: like the hulk now i do it while he sleeps he doesn't
0: even know what's going on putting junk on the ball has been part of the game since the beginning. And it doesn't seem to me like it's any different now than it was 50 years ago or 75 years ago or 10 years ago. I think it's a lot different than steroids. Steroids completely skewed Mm -hmm. the way the game was played. Whereas, you know, a spitball has been a thing since the 1800s probably. I think it's a PR thing because they're just making a story out of nothing. This is like straight out of the old, like David Stern NBA playbook of we're going to change the ball and so they talked about it for three months before the season just to keep the NBA in the news. And they just kept the same ball. You know, it's the same kind of thing. I don't think there is a new problem with doctoring baseballs on the mound. I think it's been happening forever and not really much of a story. I would love to see more information from Pete Alonzo. If he could write like a memo <laughs> and provide some information, some statistics for us on how he came up with that, because that's fascinating because that is a big time conspiracy That would be interesting. Moving from a sport that we all know and love very well, let's talk about one that I bet we hardly know anything about. The French Open ended this weekend. Mm -hmm. On the women's side, Barbara Krejcikova defeated Anastasia Pavlychenkova to win for the women. On the men's side, as far as I know, there's only three guys who are allowed to win tournaments in men's tennis. Uh, (laughs) Novak Djokovic uh, is one of them, and he won today beating Stefanos. Tsitsi pass. So Tom, scale of one to five, one being a pilot landing a 747, five being listening to a teenager tell you why you're wrong. How much were you paying attention to the French Open?
2: I'll go with a five Um, <laughs> was not paying much attention at all. Just like I don't pay attention to a, uh, a teenager, teenager who's teenager telling me anything. Yes. <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> um, you're not very you interesting at
2: all. And yeah, I'm going to go with the five and I'll stop talking. now. Thanks.
0: Uh, there was one interesting storyline I saw was that uh, American Coco Goff, She's only 17 years old. She went into the tournament with pretty high expectations because she won her first clay court tournament in Parma. Last month before the start of the open, now that's Parma, Italy, not the west oh, side I of Cleveland. Oh, I
1: was thinking, yeah, like, I, was <laughs> I, a, like, I there's, knew there's, you were going to go clay there. Courts in Parma, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: No, in all my years of visiting my grandparents in Parma, I never saw any clay courts. But golf was the youngest player at 17 years old to make the quarterfinals in 15 years, and she lost. But Chuck, I was wondering, what was your biggest accomplishment at the age oh. of 17?
1: Oh, no. Um... <laughs> probably getting fired for letting all you guys come to free movies and then you all getting hired while i got
0: <laughs> well i was already working there and yeah. then it wasn't me that you let in at least you went out when you got caught so getting um, fired was your greatest accomplishment yeah, by the age of 17 <laughs>
1: Maybe I'm trying to yeah, think. What fun. else? Is, what else was I doing? It's 17.
0: Certainly not playing on the world stage in the quarterfinals at a grand. No, tournament.
1: well, I'm more um, of a grass player, not a not a clay. Oh, guy, I could so. see that.
0: Yeah, because you look good yeah. in white. I, I was going to say, Chuck, that I think my greatest accomplishment by the age of 17 was I think I broke your record for cleaning theater two at the Chagrin Cinema with a oh. leaf blower the fastest. Impossible. I, <laughs> oh man, I was flying, and you know how you would whip the cord at the end of the row. I, I was remember. just in a zone that night and yeah. every whip was perfect. It never got caught on a milk dud or one of those screws in the bottom of the chairs or anything like yeah, that, man. That's I was what fine. always held
1: me up was that's God. I'm so happy. You remember that I was telling somebody <laughs> a story and I'm glad you corrected me. I thought I'm still the record holder, but apparently it's you.
0: I mean, I feel like it was me anyway, fellas with that, we are going to close out this segment. We'll take our final break and then we'll head off the field. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by this proud sponsor. There is almost nothing as annoying as sitting down to get some work done and learning that your laptop or computer needs to go through a Windows update. You have no idea why you need an update and no idea how long it will take. Sometimes the computer shuts down and just starts back up on its own for more updating. There is no way to know if this is actually doing something. You're just stuck staring at the blue screen with a bunch of little white dots chasing each other in a circle. Listen, we get it. Techies will tell you that if you just check for updates regularly, it will not take as long to complete the process. Thanks, Pete. Really helpful information now. Or the Coffee Shop Hipster Set will tell you to just go with a Mac and never worry about it again. Awesome. I barely understand my iPhone, and I can't even find where a Word document is on a Mac. This frustration is exactly why unprofessional and unprepared Develop the Windows Update Speed Booster, a patented tool that helps speed up the update process so you can get back to work. Use the Speed Booster to smash those update times. Bash Windows slow speed and get back to crushing your workload. Listen, the Speed Booster is a hammer. That's it, use a hammer, even your own. You don't even need to buy ours. Use a hammer, smash your computer, and then the update will stop. Then, go buy a new computer. That process will be faster. The unprofessional and unprepared Windows Update Speed Booster. Trust us, you will feel better for at least a little bit. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll go off the field, and we are going to start in the music industry. A little-known artist is reviving a famous one-man show. Bruce Springsteen is bringing back Springsteen on Broadway. It will be the first show to reopen on Broadway this summer. And I think I've shown great restraint in 29 weeks of this show not doing an entire segment <laughs> about Bruce. So, we're going to start with Bruce's stat line. He has in his career sold more than 150 million albums. He is the only recording artist to chart a top 5 album on the Billboard charts in each of the last 6 decades. That means every decade since the 70s he has made a top 5 album. He is only an Emmy short of an EGOT. He has 20 Grammys, two Golden Globes, and an Oscar. He received the Kennedy Center Honors and the Presidential Medal Medal of Freedom. He is ranked 23 on Rolling Stones, greatest artists of all time. And I looked at the list, and that's a totally separate show to figure out how they found 22 people ahead of him. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So Chucky, scale of one-to-one one, one being oh. the best how great is springsteen <laughs> uh,
1: uh i guess we're gonna have to go number one there i'm gonna um, yeah i'll say one to on one but I, I know you mentioned this the broadway thing but i don't i saw it this week and i'm like i need to text Gurbs and then i got really busy and i didn't but you know him and e street are going out in 2022
0: yeah pretty I exciting.
1: Fly, i hope you fly into a city around here and i'll meet you i've never seen him live
0: Oh, man, I've seen him in Pittsburgh. I'll go again and, and see him in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's fantastic. You got to see him live, man. They're they're really good. If they still got it. They were on Saturday Night Live a few months ago, and they looked kind of old. So hopefully they've still got it. Tom, do you know that Bruce has a song called The Iceman? I did not know that. He does. It was released on the Tracks album, which was an album of like B-sides and unreleased stuff that he did. It includes the lyric, Once they tried to steal my heart, beat it right out of my head. But baby, they didn't know that I was born dead. Uplifting positive stuff from Bruce. Sums me up right there. <laughs> thats It's actually a super good song, but it is one of his darker ones. So have either of you watched um the broadway show was put out on netflix or listened to it like on spotify or anything
1: i listened to part of it but i have not watched it
0: what about you tommy i have not it's worth checking out even if you're not a fan it's pretty entertaining stuff because it's a lot of stuff about his family and about growing up and playing music and stuff like that and then about the guys in the band and like some of their relationship the part he does about clarence like after clarence dies is pretty fantastic tommy favorite bruce springsteen song still uh brilliant skies that's that's my song i like that song <laughs> all right chucky how about you
1: i was i was going to say like i love brilliant disguise i love hungry hearts um yeah one of those two maybe i'll go with hungry heart because tommy took brilliant disguise and i gave him parameters not to take tristan mckenzie or yeah like right that. you didn't i shotgun that first. thing yeah. <laughs> yeah i totally shotgunned it
0: well i'm always going to go with born to run as my favorite song uh, because it's the song that got me into springsteen WMMS would play it every Friday at five for like the end of the workday and the start of the weekend. And I remember being eight or nine years old in my room, listening to my radio and being like, what is this song? This is amazing. And it took me a long time and some very poor music choices, as we've discussed (laughs) on this show, to finally get to Springsteen (laughs) and get into him. But uh, Born to Run, my favorite one. Drive All Night is a song off the river that everybody should listen to. It's only got like four verses, but when he plays it live, he stretches it out to like 13 minutes. It's fantastic. Terry's song is a song that he wrote about a good buddy of his uh, after he passed away. And it is one of the great, like, say goodbye to a buddy songs. It's it's pretty fantastic. Um, is it up there with the uh, Verve Pipe album? It is a thousand times better than the Verve Pipe album, but <laughs> Terry's song will not get you laid the way the freshman will. I promise you. <laughs> I'm super excited. I missed the spring scene on Broadway run the first time around August 25th. Tammy and I will be in New York city to catch one of the shows this year. And I'm pretty excited about it. But speaking of things opening our fourth edition of America reopens, we've talked about movies. We've talked about bars. Now we're going to talk about vaccine promotions for everybody out there who still hasn't gotten Their vaccine hasn't gotten a shot yet. Different states are offering different promotions. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you might want to travel someplace else to get it and and get qualified. So guys, we're going to rate the vaccine promotions. It's a scale of one to two. One is the AstraZeneca trash vaccine that America won't let anybody take. (laughs) Two is the Pfizer and Moderna two-shot vaccines. One to two, how good are these promotions? Ohio was one of the first states to kind of lead on this and trying to promote people to get the vaccines with their vax a million lottery, five vaccinated people, each one a million bucks. My dad was upset because it came out after he had gotten vaccinated. (laughs) He didn't think he was going to be eligible, but Tommy, what do you think? Scale of one to two, how do you rate the vax a million program in Ohio? Well, I agree with your dad.
2: I I had it before, uh, before that happened too. never really understood. Were we all thrown into the pot or or not? I, I, I guess not. I don't live in Ohio, Um, I
0: have no idea.
2: I'm gonna say it's a I guess I'll say it's a two, um, because obviously I think it seemed to work somewhat for people to go out and get the vaccine, which is good. So yeah, I'll I'll just give it a two. Chucky. I'm
1: gonna give it a two as well because it sounds like a, like a state little scratch off ticket game, vaccine. It sounds cool, it's got great branding. All right. I'm gonna give it a two.
0: (laughs) I want you to hold that thought, Chucky. All right. Um, in Maine, you can get a free fishing license. (laughs) If you're fully vaccinated,
1: Chuck. Two. I'm, I'm sorry, in Ohio, you get a million dollars, in Maine, you get something that's probably like 1450, right? Yeah, I'm going one,
0: Tommy.
2: Like how to about you, Maine,
1: though? I guess that's good. yeah.
0: Um,
2: I guess if I lived in Maine, it's probably a two, right? They probably lo- they probably love that. They're like, oh my god, I get my fishing license this year yeah, for free. I was
0: gonna get vaccinated anyway, but I get yeah. my fishing license for yeah. free.
2: They're like, that's like two 12s and natty light you know i i think i'm gonna go
0: one i don't i don't find that uh, to be so great okay how about the state of washington just started their joints for jabs program mm-hmm. if you're over 21 years old you get one free joint once you are fully vaccinated tommy one or a two two i'll get my own joint thank you <laughs>
1: <All laughs> right. wouldn't that be a one then for you yeah.
2: <laughs> one <laughs> I, you know i'm already i'm already messing this i'm already forgetting what the uh scale is but yeah yes one i'll get my own joint i don't need somebody to give me a joint i don't trust anybody
0: giving me anything well it's not I like a dude to. on the street i think you go to the dispensary with your vaccine yeah. card and they give you right. a joint. all right it's a two okay <laughs> chuck how about you joints for jabs one or a two <laughs>
1: i'm gonna say it's a two because if you have to go to the dispensary it means you're getting the good stuff no stems no seeds two
0: and west virginia fully vaccinated you can win hunting rifles and shotguns chuck one or a two
1: i'm gonna say a two just because uh i have spent time traveling through but never stopping in west virginia i could see why people want firearms there so that's a two
0: (laughs) tommy
2: how about you oh absolutely a two if i'm in west virginia i want firearms absolutely
0: sounds fun new york city vax and scratch if you're fully vaccinated, <laughs> you get free scratch-off lottery tickets. How oh, do you compare that to the vax 1000000 branding?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no guaranteed winner? You only get scratch-offs?
0: You get scratch-offs if you get vaccinated.
1: I would assume New York City is a gigantic economy. It's not like third in the world like people talk about California, but it's got to be like top 20, Yeah. and they're only coming yeah. up with scratch-offs? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's a one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
2: And at one point, uh, the mayor—what uh, the hell is that idiot's name? He was De Blasio. De Blasio was actually saying they—they were giving out like burgers and fries for you know getting the vaccine too. And he actually did a video sitting there eating, and it was like it was disgusting to listen to him eat. I'm gonna hmm. go ahead and say that uh, this is also a one. It's okay. awful. Uh, I don't need a scratch about
0: it. I was hoping you were about to say Saint Ives. <laughs> <laughs> in maryland there is a shop that wants to one-up de blasio because if you're fully vaccinated you get a free haircut and a fish sandwich (laughs) and i don't know what kind of shop has both those things but um chuck one or a two free haircut fish sandwich
1: i really hope they have a a agreed partnership with maine for those fishing licenses if they're giving out all these fish sandwiches yeah that with the free fishing license that would make sense and ship those those sure, fish yeah. to maryland wow well, uh, fish sandwich and what else did they get because i'm haircut fish. you got a haircut.
0: haircut oh a haircut
1: At the same place i'm gonna say like one and a half because not many people took care of their hair during the pandemic so yeah. that's a, a, a proper service and needs. I'm you're looking good. at them yeah i mean <laughs> right. tell, right. tell me how
0: about you one or a two for the oh i'm going two. that's outstanding I,
2: okay I, I would love to get a haircut with the uh, uh, a fish sandwich uh, while my hair is going all over the fish sandwich while I'm eating it. it <laughs> so it's really delicious.
0: Didn't think that one through. Okay, so <laughs> it's it's possible that we have now scraped the barrel on Helping America Reopen. I'm not sure we're going to have anything else <laughs> for next week, but I'll see what I find. But thanks for closing the book on that one. Yeah. And I would like to close tonight's show playing a new game with you guys called I'll Be the Judge. Jay Cutler hero currently involved in a divorce from celebrity good-looking person, Kristen Cavallari. And according to media reports, the hang up right now on it getting finalized is that Cutler is demanding 50% of a company that Cavallari founded. That's pretty famous now, but I don't know the name of it during their marriage. So the company was founded during the marriage. He says I should get 50%. She says you don't get any of it. Pursuant to Tennessee Annotated Code Section 36-4-121B1A, marital property means all real and personal property. Pay attention. You're going to want to listen to this. Both tangible and intangible acquired by either or both spouses during the course of the marriage and owned by either or both spouses as of the date. Of filing of a complaint for divorce. Chuck, you represent Cutler. What's your best argument for him getting his 50%? You now have all the facts and the law that you need. Oh gosh, that was the, <laughs>
1: how many numbers are in there? About 18 in that code? Yeah, I
0: don't like the way they do that. That's that's a confusing way of doing it. But
1: <laughs> I paid attention to what you said. And while I can't summarize it perfectly, I'm pretty sure that he is entitled to 50% of whatever that company is because it happened. It is tangible at this point because it's making money. And I heard the word tangible. So I'm saying that (laughs) he deserves half.
0: Okay. Tom, you represent Kristen Cavallari. What's your argument for Cutler getting nothing? I don't want to represent her. I uh, <laughs> would much rather represent her. I, I, um, I talked about this with Miller this weekend, and he's like, you got to have Burke represent yeah, Kristen Cavallari. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> so advocate yeah. for your client, Tom.
2: I'm going to say that he had nothing to do with the production of this company. He makes plenty of his own money. The two of them should actually be able to take care of themselves and live the same kind of lives that they've been able to live from before their marriage. Normally, it's, you know, you have to support the other one so that they, you know, can live the same lifestyle. Uh, They're not changing their lifestyles at all uh, by splitting up
1: my client's earning potential is done because his career is over. He is Finally, entitled- thank you for getting into the game, Chuck. Thank you. He is entitled yeah. to half of your tangible, your client's tangible assets, no matter uh, when it's... I want him
2: to take 50%. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Tom, you know, as an attorney, you don't yeah. always get to choose your clients and you still have oh, to represent sorry. them yeah. to the best of yeah. your ability, which maybe you're doing. <laughs> All this right, was I think I've- the best I've- of my ability. <laughs> I've heard enough. I think he's probably not getting 50% because I didn't go too far into this because what what happens is if you determine that it's marital property, then the percentage split is done on an equitable basis. So it doesn't have to be 50-50. He did contribute to that company because he was on her show, which was almost nothing more than an advertisement for the company. Tammy watched it a few times and I'll tell you what, I watched it just for jay cutler because he was fantastic he was the only
2: entertaining part of the show
0: yeah well i appreciate tom's arguments chuck um you did a great job jay cutler gets his 50 (laughs) percent um maybe the last time we're ever gonna play i'll be the judge but boys we are out of time i am out of questions for now wait can i do
1: one
2: shout out sure yeah of course my oldest jack yes 16 tomorrow all right
0: happy sweet 16 jack
2: yes he listens to the pod well we appreciate the listen and he's going to uh take his test on wednesday so i'm gonna have another i'm gonna have another driver well in the household
0: so he's already got like his learner's permit and everything like that oh he's the actual test yeah
2: he's gone through the whole thing he'll be done with it on on wednesday i actually took him today and and uh we went through the whole thing and i mean he he's like money with the whole maneuverability and the fantastic yeah to my uh obviously my favorite son uh, I'm just kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> Do I have to cut that out, Tom? Yeah. No, actually, don't don't even
2: bother. It doesn't matter. Definitely not my favorite son. Oh, something in your <laughs> um, eye? Is
0: there something in yeah, your eye, Tom? Yeah.
2: Uh, Jack, love you, and uh, couldn't be prouder. So that that's All it. Right, well, it's
0: it's getting awfully dusty in yeah. here, Jack. There's a lot of eyes watering. So congratulations on a big milestone in life. Happy birthday. Uh, be safe and smart behind the wheel and uh, just keep pestering your dad to buy you a car because you deserve it (laughs) (laughs) fellas we're out of time i'm out of questions for now and we just did the entire show without mentioning once that keeping up with the kardashians aired its final episode (laughs) last week (laughs) so with that sweet little bit of release have a great (laughs) week fellas and let's do this again real soon thanks boys
1: if i'm wrong because you you know more than i do but bruce springsteen has never had a number one hit you
0: are wrong um
1: not as as a writer but not himself correct i thought blinded by the lights the only number one he wrote that no
0: hungry heart went to number one and it's just what surprises people is that nothing on born to run and nothing on darkness on the edge of town and nothing else on the river ever made it it number one hungry heart was maybe his only number one song well no that no it had to be his first because born in the usa had to go to number one I'd have to look that up, but I I, I can't up. imagine Born in the USA didn't unless because Born in the USA came out in like '84, so right. uh, Thriller and Purple Rain were out at the same time. Tough you competition know, some of the, yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was
1: tough. Uh, Bruce Springsteen may have some of the most recognizable songs in the world, but none of them have garnered the top spot on the Hot One. He had oh. no number ones. And I was right yet again
0: I just didn't believe that's <laughs> true because I remember that like I remember him I remember him saying that because he grew up like such a pop music fan that getting a number one song was such a big deal uh, and it never yeah. and it didn't happen on born to run that was always his thing um, the
1: good news is billboard.com the first artists who are surprising 20 surprising artists who've not had a hot 100 number one uh, one direction is number one and The boss <laughs> is
0: Oh, boy. Wow.
1: Uh, oh, I can't believe that. I uh, See, I was right. Number two, Dancing in the Dark, went to number two. Uh, spent four weeks there yeah. behind Prince. Good job, Gerber. Yeah. Behind Prince oh, yeah. and Dub's nice. But here's where I was right again, where Chuck was right. Uh, Springsteen fans <laughs> can take some solace in the knowledge that he's written a number one for Man for Man's Earth Band cover of Blinded by the Lights.
0: Well, I didn't Chuck even write friend- that for them. They just covered it and ruined it. Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. Are you guys hearing yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not
2: I'm, yeah, I'm hearing it. I but yeah. I I haven't done anything so I don't know. Right. I don't think it I don't think it's me. It's got to be me.
0: Chuck has got some just some bum luck with the mics.
1: I put in like the iPod headphones first and I heard those buzzing, so I went yeah. to ones that work. I pulled it out a little I don't hear it buzzing, but okay. Hopefully that works. Okay. No
0: problem. Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we discuss some pretty, pretty good baseball from the tribe, the NBA playoffs, punching Chuck in the nuts. Hold up, (laughs) yes.
1: We should be done by like midnight at this. Room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, we're doing good. We're doing, yeah, we're good.
0: doing hey, good. We'll work yeah. it out now. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was still going to put my kids to bed tonight because, you know, it's summer vacation, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're not on good pace.
1: Again, I'll just <laughs> put in the iPhone ones. Wait, I wonder what the deal is, man. It might, um, be, the, it might be the headphones. It's not the, it, <clears throat> if it's feeding back. Like that.
2: Yeah. The radio guy has all the problems.
1: Yeah. Seriously. He's supposed to be the <laughs> pro.
2: <laughs> me (laughs) you should have all this equipment yourself already i'm still hearing it yeah i'm hearing it right now (laughs) well everything's just ripping out cords yeah (laughs) it's like the angry person at the hospital wakes up and like realizes they're all hooked up and just starts
0: ripping stuff off yeah
1: but you don't hear it (laughs) no
0: we don't we don't true you sound just fine man don't sweat it all right all right here goes Take three. Stasia <laughs> <laughs> Pavla to win for the women. For and the men,
2: spit on me through the uh, through the TV <laughs> or through the computer.
0: Through the TV, Tom. <laughs> yeah, through the TV.
2: Is <laughs> this se- a TV? You're, this you're is a TV s- in front of me, right?
0: <laughs> you're seventy five years old.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely.
0: And then I tore tickets for the lady that hosted PM Magazine when I got out of there. uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, man. who was it? Who hosted PM Magazine? It was Michael, Michael
0: Swoboda. No, no, it was a blonde lady. I
1: bought G- tickets for Eric Carmen, there the guy who said "Like I'm a Dirty Dancing Sound." Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's
0: awesome. Yeah, he's nice. Great. Yeah, I sold popcorn to Jim Jones when he was calling Cavs games. He came in. Nice. Night. <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah.
0: I would like to close tonight's show by playing a new game with you. Game, you. I'd like with to close. You to- <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! Now I have to bleep a blooper. Um- <laughs> <laughs>
3: What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? Here to amuse you?